Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the podcast, we are going to be continuing our series of fantasy football team previews. This time, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the subject of our analysis. Of course, I would like to remind you to subscribe to RotoExperts.com and our NFL 365 package. You get access to our expert rankings, projections, customizable cheat sheets, premium content, dynasty rankings, dynasty content, ultimate guide to zero RB drafting, ultimate guide to winning play draft best ball leagues, and much more for $39.99 for a full year. And you can get 10% off of that package using the promo code MATIC. Now let's go ahead and dig into the Kansas City Chiefs, starting at quarterback, your number one fantasy football quarterback from 2018. And for 2019 is going to, of course, be Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes threw for 50 touchdowns last season. He threw 12 interceptions, 5,097 yards, 8.8 yards per attempt. Uh, Did not add a ton rushing, though I think that that is something that he has in his locker. Only two rushing touchdowns, 60 attempts, 272 rushing yards. I would expect that he probably adds a little bit more of that this year. I would kind of think maybe they would add a little bit of read option into the offense, or I guess I should say that that would not surprise me if they do that. Uh, so my thoughts about drafting Mahomes are pretty similar to my thoughts about drafting, uh, you know, Cam Newton in his prime, Michael Vick in his prime, all of the amazing quarterbacks in their prime. They're just not great values where they're going because even in the absolute best case scenario, they're probably not beating their competition by all that much. Now, do I think that there are instances where I would draft Mahomes? Yeah, absolutely. Like if he fell to the late fourth, early fifth or something like that, like kind of where like Deshaun Watson is going or something. Yeah, I'm probably going to take Mahomes there because even with, you know, a sort of expected regression, right? Like quarterbacks who throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns probably aren't going to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns the next year. We have him projected for, you know, mid 4,000 yards, but a a, sort of a crazy amount of touchdowns when you really get down to it. You know, our, our projections err on the side of being conservative. They err on the side of trying to regress players to a mean And we still have him for over 40 touchdown passes, which is like to do to be doing projections and to be able to realistically project someone for that many touchdowns really is pretty crazy. So I I think Mahomes, certainly he has league winning upside this year. I I don't want to say that he doesn't. And, you know, if you're in your fantasy football final and you have Mahomes, obviously you're going to feel pretty good about it. But the fact is, in most drafts, he's going to go in the third round. So you're going to be forced to take Patrick Mahomes over T.Y. Hilton, Stephon Diggs, Brandon Cooks, you know, guys who are real difference makers at positions of need where you have to start multiples. Whereas at quarterback, you you only start one in most leagues. Like And, and even in two quarterback leagues, I'll, I'll address that as well. Uh, Mahomes generally goes in the first round in those leagues. So I, I just never get him. 
there just is not really a way for me to justify taking Patrick Mahomes over like a true fantasy football stud. So in the Scott Fishbowl and in some of these super flex best ball dynasty leagues that I'm in with my daily roto compatriots, Michael Leone and Drew Dinkmeyer, uh, I still have not taken Patrick Mahomes in the first round. I, I just I just don't think that long term that that is the right mathematical decision. And and the math w- it definitely would back that up that that the quarterback position is just more replaceable. You're more likely to be able to get average production from a player who is essentially free than you will at uh, at other positions. So Patrick Mahomes, quarterback one in fantasy, probably not going to be on very many of my teams this season. I would rather try and find the next Patrick Mahomes, the next guy who goes in the 8th, ninth, 10th round who has the ability to, uh, to win your league. I will say I do take him sometimes in the draft best ball championship when I start out with Travis Kelsey in the first round or Tyreek Hill in the second round, just because I do think in week 16, uh, I mean, is there a stack you would take over Mahomes and Kelsey? Is there a stack you would take over Mahomes Hill? Probably not. So so while I don't think that in and of itself in a vacuum, it's a great decision, thinking about that Week 16 championship and thinking about that stack uh, definitely interests me overall. So moving to a more interesting conversation, we have the running back situation. So Damian Williams has been injured for the first week and a half of training camp. Just as I'm recording this, he has returned to practice, been working with the ones, been working as uh, the lead running back. You know, there's a, there's a lot to talk about with Damian Williams. So his backups are Carlos Hyde, Darwin Thompson, Daryl Williams, and a player by the name of Tremont Smith, who was actually a cornerback last year. So so that is how that's like how crazy things are getting. He played 14 games, uh, you know, did not record very many stats, but was uh, was like the dime cornerback for the Chiefs last year and stuck on the roster. They've converted him to running back, which, uh, which you know, seems weird. And there's a lot of coach talk about Carlos Hyde. Uh, Andy Reid said that Carlos Hyde took advantage of Damian Williams' absence, saying, Carlos has done a nice job. He's getting a lot of reps and taking advantage of them. Uh, I will say the hamstring injury is definitely not ideal. You know, I do still really like Damian Williams. I moved him down in my rankings after this injury news, not because I think he's not the starting running back, but just because I think the Chiefs have realized the replaceable nature of the running back situation. So as long as Williams is the starter, he's going to be an incredibly valuable fantasy football player. That's just the nature of the position. If you are the starting running back for the best offense in football, you are going to have, uh, a, you're just going to have good games. That's just the way things go. And if you look at what Damian Williams did over the last five games for the Chiefs, um, so in the game against the Chargers, he had uh, 10 carries and he was able to score two touchdowns in that game against Seattle. He had 13 carries, 103 yards and a touchdown. The game against Oakland, he had 11 carries and another touchdown in that game as well. In the playoff games, he had 25 carries against Indianapolis with a touchdown and in the game against New England, he had 10 carries, but eight targets and three touchdowns in that game. So I'm not worried about Damian Williams's ability to be a productive player if he's on the field. The one thing that I would be worried about is just that Andy Reid does kind of go against his normal type of what he's done in the backfield, and he starts to divvy the work up a little bit. So maybe Carlos Hyde comes in on some uh, goal line situations. Maybe Darwin Thompson from Utah State starts to rotate in a little bit. Um, I, I would say the interesting thing about Darwin Thompson is that he actually has lost weight as he's gotten ready to 
play his first NFL season. And I would think that as a guy who is 5'8 and 200 pounds at the combine, that he would probably try and go the other direction. Uh, he, he had really good uh, workout numbers, and he's a guy that I take in like the 18th round of a lot of my best ball leagues a lot of the time, simply because I think there's room for two running backs to get touches in this offense. An interesting thing about the Chiefs is that they scored the most points in the NFL last year. They gained the most yards in the NFL last year, but they actually were sort of middling in terms of pace. So what that hap- what that means is when you're middling in terms of pace, it really brings the volume into just a couple players because you're just not running a ton of plays to distribute a lot of touches. They had only three players with over 100 touches last year. 207 of those went to Kareem Hunt, 109 touches for Tyreek Hill, 103 touches for Travis Kelsey with 150 targets to him and 137 to Tyreek Hill. Um, So I think with a little bit of extra pace, just because they probably won't be scoring as often and as easily, I think that Darwin Thompson could find himself in sort of a viable five to eight touch role and in a best ball league where you're betting on his, you know, his speed, basically his long scoring ability. I think that there's a chance that he ends up being a pretty valuable pick, but I, I've gone back a little bit on Damian Williams from the start of the offseason. At the, at the start of the offseason, I kind of thought he would end up being like my running back six. Now he's more in like the kind of right after the undisputed lead back guys. So I have him like after Le'Veon Bell, after Nick Chubb, after Joe Mixon, but sort of the best of that, uh, like the Marlon Mack tier, of the Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs tier of running backs. I think he is the best possible version of that because if he gets 60% of the backfield touches for Kansas City, he's still going to be just a super valuable player and a guy that you really like to draft. So in the you know late second, Early third round, Damian Williams to me still represents like a pretty real value. And the only reason I wouldn't take him there is if I'm really trying to execute a, uh, like a zero RB draft, which I, I still think is viable. You know, zero RB drafting is my preferred way to draft. So a lot of the times, if I get one of those first five picks in my draft, I, I'm taking one of those first five running backs, and then I might not take a, a, a running back until the seventh, eighth, ninth round sometimes. And Damian Williams just does not fit well in uh, in that plan. So now moving to the wide receivers, the it's looking like the 11 personnel grouping for Kansas City is going to be Damian Williams as the running back, Sammy Watkins, uh, Tyreek Hill as the rotational wide receivers. Like those guys are going to play every down. Travis Kelsey as as the tight end. And then right now, I, I am struggling to declare a clear winner between Garrick Dieter, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Marcus Kemp. They have a lot of guys. Like I think all of Dieter, Pringle, Kemp, and Robinson are going to make the team. Um, specifically, Pringle and Kemp have the ability to be like really good special teamers. They have rated out well in those areas in the past. I would expect them to probably do that in the future. And uh, the recent reporting out of Kansas City has been that Demarcus Robinson is going to be asked to play the old Chris Conley role. So Conley was not a like a big stat guy. He had 32 receptions, 334 yards, and five touchdowns on 9.2% of the Chiefs targets in 2018, but he did play on 75% of the snaps. So he's on the field a lot. And I would actually say 
if what uh, if what we were just talking about is true that the Chiefs run more plays, there's like a pretty decent chance that that third wide receiver, you know, fifth weapon role because he would be fifth in line for targets after uh, you know after Kelsey and after Williams. I actually think there's a chance that that role has a little bit more fantasy value in 2019. Uh, as far as Tyreek Hill, you know what you're getting with him. Uh, he's not going to see true wide receiver one targets. Kelsey is likely to lead this team in targets. However, Hill is just super efficient with those touches. 10.8 yards per target last season, uh, 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, including uh, 13 touchdowns, actually, including a rushing touchdown. So Tyreek Hill, you know, beginning of the second round, don't really have any issues taking Tyreek Hill there. I think that he is, uh, you know, I, I just think he is what he is. You know what you're getting. He's the, the top wide receiver for the best offense in fantasy football. That in and of itself is a very valuable player. The interesting guy to talk about, though, there, there's not much interesting to say about Hill. There is something interesting to be said about Sammy Watkins, who now is officially undervalued in drafts. You know, when he was going in the fourth, fifth round, that was more appropriate value. But it seems like people sort of forgot that when Sammy Watkins was healthy, he was a, a very valuable player. Now, he's not going to be as good on a per-target basis as uh, Tyreek Hill was. However, in his healthy games last year, Watkins saw nine eight, eight, seven, seven, five, and five targets last year, uh, and, ga- uh, and a four-target game against New England where he also uh, played full-time, but he got hurt against Denver, got hurt against LA, so those bring his averages down, and then he saw eight targets in both of the playoff games, including eight targets for 114 yards in the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots. Sammy Watkins is a key part of this offense. They are paying him a ton of guaranteed money. Uh, he is one of the five highest paid wide receivers in fantasy football. They clearly have a plan for him in this offense. They clearly need him for this offense to be successful because when you take Watkins out, you're replacing him with guys who just are not of the same talent level. You know, that means asking more of Demarcus Robinson. That means putting guys like Garrick Dieter uh, or Byron Pringle on the field who just are not quite as valuable. And then, of course, rookie McCole Hardman uh, is in that mix as well. Hardman, not a guy that I am targeting really at all in um, weekly management leagues. However, he is still a guy that I am interested in in best ball. He's probably pretty raw. So what Andy Reid said about him at rookie minicamp was, uh, you know, all the routes are new to him, but every time he did something, he did it better. I would say that a guy who had 60 catches in college probably is not ready to be a starting wide receiver in the NFL. However, the fact that the Chiefs did draft him at number 56 overall shows that they clearly have a plan for him. They are interested in using him and probably a similar role to how they use Tyreek Hill in terms of kind of a lower volume role, but targets down the field using him in like jet motion a lot. That seems to be what Hardman's best skill set would be as a, as a, you know, a professional football player player. So someone I'm still targeting in best ball leagues, especially now because he is, you know, he is just tremendously cheap, but uh, probably a guy that I'm leaving out for the waiver wire over the first half of the season, just because I I expect Demarcus Robinson and Watkins to really be playing over him most of the time. So I think there's, there's just going to be limited volume opportunities for uh, McCole Hardman. Finally, the tight end position, um, Travis Kelsey, the number one overall fantasy tight end, a guy that I'm very comfortable taking in the first round, a guy that I sometimes would even take at number six overall after those five running backs have gone. So we have Kelsey projected for like 
50 more fantasy points than every other tight end. So that's even more than Mahomes at the quarterback position. Um, you know, that, that's very different from how it is at the wide receiver position where we have the top six guys all projected within uh, 10 fantasy points of one another. So he's entering into his age 30 campaign and uh, he has only missed one game since his rookie year in 2013, which is pretty encouraging every time that you take a first round pick, you like them to have a full bill of health. I will say I'm, I'm maybe three percent worried about this ankle surgery that Kelsey had over the offseason you know when when these big athletic guys get a little bit older uh, it's a little bit harder for them to move I could see him slowing down just a little bit um, in in like a theoretical sense I'm not projecting things that way I'm not drafting that way but I I can acknowledge that that certainly is uh, a thing that could happen but yeah I mean Travis Kelsey it's very similar to drafting prime prime Rob Gronkowski except Kelsey does not have the same injury issues that uh that Rob Gronkowski has. You know, he, he is the top passing option in the best passing offense. He's an absolute uh, size speed freak. He offers positional, like uh, non-replaceability that the top wide receivers there don't have. So yeah, take him in the first round. I, I, I'm very comfortable with that. And even in drafts, uh, like best ball drafts where you don't stack him with Mahomes, I still think he really does offer league winning upside, especially because if you take him, you really only need to feel, you only have to feel the need to take one backup tight end. You don't need to be pressured into taking, uh, you know, three tight ends. You're, you're really good taking Kelsey in the first. Sometimes he even gets to the second round. It, it's not very common, but it does happen every once in a while where he will fall to the uh, to the second round. So that is going to do it for us here with the Kansas City Chiefs Fantasy Football Preview in 2019. Please make sure to check out rotoexperts.com to see more of our projections to get expert rankings, uh, the the, the uh, customizable cheat sheets, the ultimate guides to zero RB drafting and winning best ball leagues, our best ball tools, really so much cool stuff to do on the site. So many articles and uh, and so many tools to help you win your league. Really think that you guys will like and appreciate the content this year and uh, we will see you back tomorrow.